first time a customer asked me to add liquor to a gift basket, I said to myself, hmm, I don't think I ought to be doing that without a license. This was back in 1990 when you can understand there was no internet, but even with no internet, if you have a gut feeling that you ought not to add something specific to a gift basket, you probably shouldn't, even if you don't have all of the laws and details about it. Well, what did I do? I went to a local liquor store because my customer asked me for a couple of bottles of liqueur. I bought those small bottles and added them to the gift basket. Now, if I was mailing the gift basket, I would not have bought that liqueur but because who knows who is opening that gift box on the other end of a city or state or country. But I delivered the gift to directly to the customer And after that, I said to myself, no more buying liquor, buying any kind of wine or spirit without knowing what the laws are, because I could be in a sting of some kind. Someone could be testing me, finding out if I would add something illegal to the gift basket. So after that one instance, I didn't do any more liquor in gift baskets. I always ordered or offered a specific type of of item that looked like it had alcohol in it, but it really didn't. It was a really nice product other than a Martinelli sparkling cider, which is another alternative. Well, what do you do when a customer asks you if you can put liquor in a gift basket? Do you just go ahead and do it and hope that you will not be found, (laughs) that nothing will happen? Well, instead of going in that direction, let's talk about adding wines and liquors to gift baskets so that you stay on top of your game and don't get in any trouble. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, the Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at GiftBasketBusiness.com. Thankfully, I have never seen a newspaper article that features a gift basket designer in handcuffs going to the police station because they that person put wine or alcohol into baskets and they're being they they're being charged with doing something that's illegal. And I certainly hope to never see anything like that. So that's why we're talking about wines and alcohols, because sometimes a customer might ask for it and you want to be helpful to the customer and have all that kind of customer service. But at the same time, you don't want to put yourself in jeopardy because something happened after you bought the gift, the wine or liquor or beer or anything like that, that has a, uh, you know, has alcohol in it. So I know that this particular topic may be of interest to you or it may not be because you're not interested in adding alcohol or wines or anything like that. 
but you want to also have alternatives for your customers if that kind of spirit product is not going to be for you. I certainly don't put it in my gift baskets anymore, and I do offer my customers some other kinds of products that I have seen at trade shows that has been wonderfully met by my customers who are interested in maybe just giving a person, maybe it's their client, or maybe it is a friend or family member, giving them something that does look like it has spirits or wine in it, but it really doesn't and it still has a great flavor. I remember a couple of months ago going to a supermarket and seeing some of these items that are great alternatives. But right now we're not talking about alternatives. We're talking about ways to legally add alcohol, wine, beer to your gift basket. So let's get going with that. First, it's important, as you probably know, to have a plan before you begin before you decide that you want to have this license. And this can be true whether you have just started your gift basket business or whether you've been in business maybe for five or seven years and you're considering adding wines and alcohol to gift baskets. I do have some clients that have the liquor license that have gone through the process. And even though the process isn't difficult, it is. it does take numerous steps. So the first step is for you to really decide if this is a license that you want to pursue. Is getting a liquor license worth your time? Is it worth the money? And the money is can be extensive in some cases. In some U.S. states, and I'm not sure how much it is outside of the U.S., but if you are outside of the U.S., it is this could still be something that you want to look into unless your country allows for liquor licenses just throughout the country because it's that type of country that just says it's okay for you to add wine and spirits. If that's true for you, In a country outside of the United States, congratulations. Excellent, superb, all of those superlatives. But we're really staying with the United States because of the strict laws that have to do with adding and selling liquor in general in whatever combination it's sold in. So getting back to your time and your money, is this pursuit going to be worth either of them? Is selling wine and liquor and adding it to your gift baskets, is that going to bring you more clients? Are your clients asking for this? Is it going to bring you more revenue? Really think about the customers that you have and the ones that may have asked you for wine or liquor or beer in the past, or if none have asked you for it, well, maybe getting a liquor license isn't going to be worth it. But sometimes, even if it's not worth it, you want to explore the possibility in case It's something that you believe you need to get in the future. Do you have a locked storage cabinet? It's going to be important for you to lock up the wines and liquor and beer that you purchase. Because if you have children at home or any kind of teenagers or even even if you have uh, children in their 20s or 30s, you still want to lock up your product. Because you don't want anyone going into your stash and saying to themselves, well, I'll pay mom back later. I'll pay dad back later. There is no later. They will take it. Um, We know this. They will take it. They will drink it. And then that will be it. And then you'll be looking for the kind of product that you want and not have it in your inventory. So it's important to have this locked storage cabinet 
to keep your product under wraps. You probably don't need a lock storage cabinet for different chocolates and um, other kinds of uh, sweets that you have, but for anything in the liquor, under the liquor umbrella, you're going to need a lock storage cabinet. Are your clients asking? And I mentioned this before, are they asking for liquor or wine or beer? If they are asking for it, then perhaps the pursuit of a license is necessary. If not, then this could be something that you table forever, could be on your back burner, and you work on the kinds of sweets and gifts and foods that your customers are asking for. What do you plan to buy in the case of the liquor items? And in what quantity are you going to buy? Are you going to buy caseloads of certain types of products or are you going to buy one at a time so that your license allows you to go to whatever facility that you go to to buy this and that as your customers ask for it. That reminds me about fruit baskets. You don't really keep fruit on hand because fruit gets old, needs to be eaten, say like within a few days. And you probably, unless you are a fruit basket specialist, you don't have fruit on hand all of the time. So if your customer asks for fruit for a retirement gift or a bereavement gift, you're going out to the store to get it. You may do the same if you have a liquor license where you don't keep a lot of product on hand and you just go out to buy as you need to. So if you're going to do that, you need to also consider how you're going to bank your time going out to the facility that you go to. How far is it? How many miles is it? Is this all going to be worth the effort of pursuing a liquor license? So keep that in mind. Also consider in the United States, at least, maybe Canada as well, and maybe in other countries, that there are a fixed amount of licenses per area. In the area that I'm in, yes, there are, in the New York City area, an absolute fixed amount of licenses. So if all the licenses have been given out, you don't have a chance to apply for a license because there are none to apply for, and you may have to wait for the next year. Or perhaps someone is selling a license. Now, if you buy a license that someone's selling, you you may do that. But does that still give you the license to sell gift, um, sell liquor and things in your gift basket? You might buy a license because it's available, because you heard about it um, under the radar or in any other kind of manner. But you still can't sell gift uh, light liquor within your gift basket because you haven't been approved by whatever state board approves you. So try not to buy a license kind of under the table. It, that probably will not work out for you in the long run. You may not be thinking about that, but I had to bring that up, of course. You want to also, even before you start to check on the laws, you want to decide who you're going to buy liquor and spirits from. Because there's a lot of places that sell retail, and that's not where you really want to get the product. You want to get it from a wholesaler. So it's going to be important for you to look up in your area who sells wine and spirits on a wholesale level so that your costs continue to remain low. Finding out who sells product, such product at a wholesale cost would be important because when you find them, 
you can go to that facility and start your research there. You can ask a person who's in charge if they know of companies that are similar to yours, maybe not a gift basket company, but a, a home-based business that has that actually has a liquor license. You can ask that of them because the, the department or the division in your city or state is not probably not going to give you that information. But a wholesaler could know who has a license that is on your level of retailing. And if they do know, then you could possibly find out who it is through that wholesaler and get in touch with that particular license holder and ask them for the details on how they happen to get the liquor license. And that might give you some indication and an uh, easier way of pursuing your own license. So consider that because that insider information can be very helpful and valuable to you in not cutting corners, but certainly making the, the process a bit easier for you. From there, it's important then to check the laws online. And those laws are going to be part of your state's, your state's official website. It could be the alcohol, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms division in your state. That's going to be the ATF division. It could be called the Alcohol Beverage Control Board, which is the acronym is ABC, acronym Alcohol Beverage Control Board. I do not drink alcohol, so I guess saying the word alcohol is a little, <laughs> a little difficult for me, and I have no problem with drinking it. I just never got into it, but our customers have. So these are two places that may be the divisions that you check to find out about the state liquor laws in your area. If you are home-based, you might not be able to get a liquor license, but don't let that stop you. You still need to go through all of the steps and research to find out if it is possible for you to get a liquor license. There may be a precedent that has been set by a home-based business of some type or one that is in a commercial space, that uh, uh, an industrial space, anything like that, that has been approved for a liquor license. But again, it's important to find out all of the little steps that I shared with you before checking the laws online. You're checking First of all, what's your plan for having a liquor license? Do you, it's important to not just want it, but to want it for a specific reason because your customers are asking for it, because you know that there's a certain conference coming into your area that's always going to be in your area. It's going to be an annual conference and supplying liquor and wines and beers within the gift basket is going to be lucrative for you. You want to find out uh, if it if getting this license is worth your time, all the information that I just shared before you start to check the online laws. You can also, as I mentioned in the episode called Four Ways to Change Zoning to Legally Work at Home, I shared with you that you could get help for zoning your business and making sure that you're in the right zone for your gift basket business. If you are in a home space, you could have a politician help you or maybe a clergy person help you. A politician, certainly if whether or not you vote, it would be better if you vote because if that politician would be more 
in line to help you to see if they can help you to get a liquor license and again cut the red tape for you or if you have um, if you go to a church or a mosque or a synagogue or anything like that and your clergy person may be in connection with someone else who again can help you with this process so don't ever think that attempting to get a liquor license, if it is for you, is something that you need to do on your own. Because there are individuals who are in position to possibly help you to get one. Get your pocketbook out. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Get your money ready because there is not only going to be a filing or a processing fee if you can get possibly get approved for a license but there's going to be a fee ahead of time ahead of getting the license that you have to pay the alcohol beverage control board or the alcohol tobacco and firearms division in your state or your country you're going to have to have to pay a fee for the processing of your license. That's that's just how it goes. You when you get a driver's license in most places if if not in all places, there is a processing fee, there is a filing fee. And after that, if you are approved, and of course that fee is non-refundable. So if you don't get the license, you just have paid a fee. And after that, if you do get a license, then there's going to be an annual fee. And your facility, of course, is going to be inspected. I, I think it will probably be inspected, but it will definitely be inspected before you are issued that license. Because the state or country or whatever, your city, province, they want to see what kind of facility that you're in, where you will be keeping the liquor and the beer and whatever other spirits. And as I mentioned, there's going to be an annual fee as well. And those fees can range from a low of $300 to a high of several thousand dollars. And when I say several, <clears throat> I've looked online already. I've looked into some of the processes for from states or really in states from Maine to California. And fees could be upwards of $15,000 a year to upwards of $500,000 a year. And when you think of $500,000, that can certainly be restaurants and other places, clubs, places like that. And you're not at that point and probably won't be, but still being ready to pay at least thousands of dollars for that annual fee is going to be something you have to be mindful of. And that goes right back to, is a liquor license worth your time and worth your money in terms of how customers are asking for wines and liquors in their gift baskets. If they're not asking for them, this is going to be money that you could put into some other part of your business. If they are asking for it, how often are they asking for it? Is it just sporadic? Is it consistent? Is getting a liquor license going to enhance your business? Is it going to increase your revenue or are you going to lose money on that liquor license? You really have to think about how, what your business is, where it is now, and how the future bodes for having a liquor license. When you apply for a liquor license, do not expect a quick response. It takes sometimes months for the board or the division to decide whether or not you are going to be 
issued a liquor license. So if it is January and you want this liquor license by the holidays, it's time to apply for it right now. Do not wait until October to apply for a liquor license because you want it by early December or maybe late November. You're not going to get it like that. So you do have to do that internal research. Then decide and research if you can actually file get help from different individuals who are in the position to help you to streamline the process and then move forward if it is possible for you to get that liquor license according to what your customers are asking for. And if you do get that license, uh, other than congratulating you, it's important to know the laws of other states and other countries in order to ship wine, beer, and liquor to other locations. That can be another part of your business where you're not just satisfying the local customers, but also have a license that allows you to ship gift, uh, wine and beer gift baskets elsewhere. If you can do that, you need to know all of the laws of the other states because all other U.S. states, at least, have their certain laws that say whether or not you can ship liquor baskets into their state. And unlike me, you do not want to overlook that knowledge. If you have to have a, uh, a college student research this for you, that may be a good amount a good way of using your time, paying a college student or someone else who has the wherewithal to look up the processes and the laws in other states instead of you. Leave the marketing for yourself or for another person and let someone else research the laws for other states because it's going to, the person's going to have to use an Excel spreadsheet or something like that to look up everything, to document everything so that you know where you can ship, and then also place on your website where you can ship gift baskets that are full of wines, liquors, beer, or whatever else. So that gives you just a good rounding of adding wine, spirits, beer to your gift baskets. First, having your plan. Second, knowing that there's going to be a fixed amount of licenses per city. So there may not be a license for you, but you may want to pursue it anyway. And knowing if the liquor license is worth your time and money, uh, what are customers asking for it? Do you have a locked storage cabinet or facility to place items in so that people aren't just taking people, meaning customers or really family members aren't taking the, the product from you that you have associated with your with your business. You need to know where you're going to buy this product and if you're going to buy cases at a time or if you're going to buy as needed. You also want to decide who you're going to buy from and find that wholesale facility and also ask them if there's companies that are similar to you, home-based, industrial, space-based, that have a liquor license so you can talk with that person, that company, and find out the details for how they pursue their license. You will also check online to see what division, what department is in charge of, uh, of providing and approving licenses so that you know who to uh, what division is in charge. And then if you need help, 
And a lot of times you do need help. I need help. You might have a political person in your area or a clergy person or someone else that I didn't mention that can help you to streamline the process. Get your checkbook ready because you are going to be paying filing fee or processing fee. And if you do get the license, you will be paying an annual fee. So that goes again right back into whether or not a license is going to be beneficial for you. It's going to take a while to get that license. So if you want it, start early in the year or start early whenever you want it so that you have six to nine months to wait for the approval or the rejection. And know the other laws, the laws in other states and other countries to know if you can ship wines, liquor, and beer into other places outside of where you live. Well, that gives you a great, great overall information on adding wines and liquor legally to your gift baskets. And that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. And I thank you so much for joining me for this broadcast on whether or not wines and liquors and adding them to your gift baskets is going to be a valuable addition. Next week, we're going to discuss another important topic that's going to elevate not only your notoriety, but also your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how the topics that we talk about are going to help you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.